Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today, we are recapping episodes seven and eight of The Bad Batch. And we're going to be talking about spoilers. So, uh, look, I would go watch these episodes because these, uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, but I think these were my favorite two episodes of the season. So, uh, I think we got some good stuff to talk about here. And uh, look, we, we've changed our names here in the stream yard. I'm Tech, and I'm here with my the echo, the echo to my tech, Tommy Pizzullo. Tommy, how are you? I'm good. Yes, I'm here. Don't worry, Michael slash Tech. I brought uh, that mucho popcorn or whatever. It's essentially popcorn, right? That's the thing they're eating. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I brought some to celebrate uh, us succeeding in this podcast. I guess it may be prematurely because what if we don't finish it? But I'm, I'm really hoping for it, you know? Yes. And Tommy, we, we have a guest here today as well. Uh, we, we have Tech, we have Echo. It wouldn't be complete without Wrecker. Uh, we have uh, Chad here with us. Chad, how are you? Hello, everyone. My name's Wrecker. I'm here to cause a, 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 a ruckus and hit things. Uh, you know, hello, here I am. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here to talk about some Bad Batch. And uh, first of all, I just want to say... Michael, it's a it's a it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm so happy that I'm finally on your podcast. <laughs> Glad to have you here, Chad. Yeah, I'm so happy. Um, and, and listen, you know, uh, have you ever thought about just like doing it by yourself? Like, because <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. you know, because you know, Tommy over here, Mister Mister Big Man Tommy over here. You know, I don't know if he's got time to podcast with his busy life. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, Chad, I'm so glad we had you on. Uh, yeah, look at yeah it only took five months to get me booked. Yeah, yeah. Tommy, what episode of my podcast did you come on for? The, the second episode. I yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's, that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. That's about time, Tommy. Well, so, Michael, well, you're Chad, because you're right. I haven't met you. I don't know a whole lot about you. So yeah. this is going to be a good situation for me and the audience to get to know you. So I would like to give you like a, a chance to like introduce yourself and maybe talk about like uh, what qualifies you to talk about Star Wars. Like, I, you know, like... Uh, uh, talk about your fandom, I guess. And then also, I do... Uh, tell me about, like, at the end, you can tack on. I'm curious. I, I didn't yeah. even know you had a podcast, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, well, first, yeah. Hello, everyone. My name's Chad. Um, if, if For those of you who are big in the post-show recaps, uh, Discord and Patreon fandom, uh, you guys know me. I run D&D games. I, I have shenanigans. Um, I've been called the uh, Discord lunatic. I've been called that once or twice. Uh, I think it's a compliment. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I talk I met Tommy, and uh, you know, I I have a podcast. It's uh, Sponge Podcast Pants, where we watch every episode of SpongeBob. Um, it's it's wild. We have we have fun there. Tommy's been on it. Michael, you can be on it now eventually. That probably more times than Tommy will be now because Tommy's never allowed on him again. I thought I got um, an open door policy. I can yeah, come back. Yeah, you have an open door policy, but then it took me a, eleven and a half years to get on your podcast, and so now I don't know. You know, it's it's how this works, Tommy. You know, it's. And uh, what qualifies me to talk about Bad Batch? Well, uh, because I like Star Wars, and uh, and they uh, Tommy gave my the Loki spot to somebody else. No, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I love Star Wars. Um, I've always been a fan of Star Wars, and uh, especially like the Clone Wars part of Star Wars. Like this might be a hot take, but like that's my favorite part of like my favorite time of Star Wars. Like I, I like the original trilogy as movies more than obviously the uh, the uh, prequels. Besides Revenge of the Sith, I think Episodes Three is the best Star Wars movie ever. Um, I love that movie. 
Um, it was the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters, so I think that's why I had such uh, an, uh, um, a fondness for it. My dad took me to see for like the midnight premiere. I got to skip school. It was great. It was great. Um, but yeah, I was obsessed with the Clone Wars cartoon. I loved it. And, uh, you know, when, when the Bad Batch uh, was announced, I was really looking forward to it. And uh, I got to say, I've watched every episode uh, today, and uh, I really liked what I watched. And I agree with you. I think these last – I think these uh, two episodes were the best of the series, and I'm really happy that I came on to talk about this uh, these two episodes because it was great. Um, what do you guys think of the show so far? Tommy, go ahead. What's your, what's your yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've enjoyed it, and, you know, I think it's – Interesting, you came from it uh, binging the episodes because I and I kind of talked to you a little bit off air about it. I think this show is going to work better on a binge because I think that's how Clone Wars and even Rebels like I watch those in a binge. I don't know if I would have liked it as much if I watched it week by week. So I am enjoying the episodes. I definitely think it picked up. I'm glad we got rid of those. I won't even see their names, the two from last week. Just get rid of those two uh, sisters. Not about that. I'm cool with the cameos from this week. Bring back Rex, even though it was very convenient. He comes back just to yada yada that whole chip remover thing. But hey, it's been a good time. It's fun. So I, I yeah, and I'll say uh, the week to week has been a little rough because you know that we don't have Star Wars content. So it's like this is like the one thing that I'm watching. And I, I'm a way bigger Star Wars fan than I am Marvel fan, if I'm being honest. Uh, and so, like, I, I just crave these these episodes, and I, and I crave, like, any sort of new Star Wars content I can get. And when it comes to week to week, and I feel like I'm getting, like, I'm not getting my full serving every week, that's kind of what it's been like. So I do agree that I think that it would be better on a binge. And that's why, like, I think these last two episodes have just given me a bit more to chew on and theorize about and talk about. And again, like, Rex, Rex has never been my favorite Clone Wars character. I really liked him, but it wasn't until like seeing him back and like the comfortability of his character and like it just felt like I had an old friend back and th and that was really awesome. But who I like even more than Rex is Cad Bane. And I think I've talked about it before. He is one of my favorite bounty hunters. I think he's so cool. He's like got that gunslinger thing going on. He's got like rockets on his boots. He's just and he's got a, a really cool voice. So hearing that voice back was awesome. Man, I, I, it was a thrill. I felt like I felt like I had all my friends back together, and uh, yeah, so I'm yeah. really happy with it. So Rex is my favorite uh, Ooh, clone. Okay. Uh, he is my favorite clone trooper. Um, so I was hyped to see Rex. Um, but I gotta say, you know, well, okay, so Rex was my favorite, but I think I've got a new favorite uh, clone trooper uh, since watching the Bad Batch. You know, I mean, I've seen you know the Bad Batch when they've been setting it up and like you know and all these things for it, but I don't know. The, the more I watch, the more I become a fan of Wrecker. Right, Wrecker had some good episodes. I thought yeah. Seven was a great episode for him and. Uh, I think that was something me and Michael have talked in the past is like, is Wrecker too much one note? But I think they're doing a good job of like showing his more sensitive side, which I, yeah. I, I like and, seeing that side. And they've been foreshadowing, uh, you know, episode uh, seven. They've been foreshadowing that event for like episodes now. So it was like, I, I actually thought, I thought it was going to be like later on. Like I thought that was going to be like how they end like the season one was going to be like, oh, Wrecker is now bad, and now he joins Crosshair and all this. That's what, that's what I thought. That's what I thought was going to happen. I, I agree, like, oh, Chad. Yeah. yeah. 
I agree. Like, I thought it was also going to go that way that this was going to be drawn out way more than what it was. Um, I'm happy it's not. I'm, yeah, I think and, they waited the perfect amount of time. Yeah, and I'm so I'm intrigued to see. I think this means that the main storyline that we're following right now is the whole crosshairs thing, and I guess Omega too. But like, I'm okay with that being like this rivalry between them. Like, I hope it continues. Yeah. I gotta say, am I the only one who thought at one point like, oh, our our uh, brooding badass main character needs to go rescue a child who got kidnapped by a bounty hunter. Am I the only one who kind of thought like, mm, they couldn't have thought of like anything else that wasn't like, Hey, here's the plot for Mandalorian, but with clone troopers. Ah, yeah, we, we, we have, we've talked about this. Uh, it's not, and we even Tommy, we've talked about, it. we said it, it, if, if Omega gets kidnapped at any point, it might be a step too far in that direction. And here we are. She yeah. has been, uh, and if it was like two different teams, I would understand. But like Filoni, you're in charge. You're working on both. You you would think he would jump in and be like, "This is too similar to Mandalorian," or maybe he doesn't care. But it is almost to a T. Like Hunter is Mando. That's so obvious to me, at least. And and like the rest of it, like Omega well, is just a more talkative. Uh, but Star Wars, likes, but Star Wars likes to do this thing, right? Where like they have their movies reflect their old movies and they've like, you know, you, you can like compare the movies side by side, like in the, from the prequels to the original trilogy and even the, like the new trilogy and just say like, Oh yeah, they just, they take a lot of elements from their old stories. So, you know, another part of me is like, was this intentional or was this just lazy writing? Who knows? Yeah, they do like to think it's intentional personally. Yeah. They love to make things rhyme. Like they love to have that, pattern that comes back you know it's why everyone loses an arm at some point like you're right yeah i haven't lost mine yet don't worry it's still i here. have i have lost mine so oh no yeah <laughs> oh no i'm sorry <laughs> oh no uh so i i think this is a little bit of a different situation as far as like the rhyming thing goes i have a feeling that this is probably more so affected by like they want to reuse a successful formula right because we look at the sequels and we think okay the force awakens was way too similar people didn't like that the last jedi was way too different people didn't like that so i feel like i feel like feloni is probably more so leaning on a story element that he knows is going to appeal to the audience and i think i think casual fans are probably going to be they're not going to really care that this is similar or even maybe even recognize it. Right. Yeah. Also I mean, casual I, fans aren't watching this, but true, true, true. <laughs> I mean, I went on record and said that Mandalorian season two was like better than some game of Thrones seasons. Like I think Mandalorian season two was some of the best television I've ever seen. So like I am, I'm all for them taking what works from Mandalorian because that show's great. And in my opinion, it's the only, it's the only tr- uh, thing that happened after the original trilogy that I want to canonize in my head. If I'm going to be frank, like, so yeah. I'm all for it, whatever, whatever they need to do. But um, I've been really enjoying it. And you know, uh, I heard somebody say that it started slow and, I don't think any episode of the show has been slow. But again, I watched on a binge, so maybe maybe it's different. Yeah, I think for me the plot points were slow. There was a lot of like like I think on a weekly the the build up of Wrecker and the chip doesn't play as well as on a binge cuz it's like right there it's fast. But on a weekly it's like, "Oh, this is the third time they reference Wrecker and his chip. Like someone's got to check on that boy." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but 
Yeah, I think it's an interesting point about the the Mandalorian comparison. One thing I would like to see now that they've let Omega get captured, I know it's going to be like rescuing her, but I also want to. Part of the nice thing of that is it's going to give us time with the Bad Batch specifically, and it's not going to be all catered around Omega, like how it has been to a degree. Like I would like to see Wrecker since this side when it's not with Omega or Hunter do anything other than try to become a dad. Like, like I want to see these people do a little bit more outside of what's best for Omega. How many episodes do you think she stays kidnapped, though? Because I'm sure they'll get her back next episode. I hope it's more. I hope it's like at least like two or three episodes. That she's I, I I think that I think she's back next episode. I think so. I, I'm I'm actually hoping she's back next episode. Uh, because again, like you said, Tommy and and Chad, again, I think the I think you did the best possible thing to enjoy the show is to binge it because we did we. I mean, every week Tommy and I came on here like, oh, Wrecker's head again. Uh, there's something something's going on there, and I don't know if I want another three or four weeks of saying, oh, Omega's still gone, and they're still trying to figure out how to capture. her. Or rescue her, I guess. That's a good point. I would like it if it's like they don't focus on the fact she's gone. Like obviously it may come up like once, but I I want like I said, I want time with the bad batch without without the ball and chain around, you know, like the <laughs> old Omega. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and we'll hop into our more typical format. And Chad, just to fill you in a little bit, like this is gonna be like we have seven highlights here, but also like especially like because I guess more so for the audience, we're doing seven total for the two episodes. So um, it's, we're covering a lot of ground with each highlight. So if there's any scene that falls uh, into that, that you want to talk about, feel free. But yeah. the first, the first highlight we have here is we're just going to talk about Rex in general. And we touched on him a little bit. Uh, super happy he's back. And I, I, I do want to clarify that uh, he is my favorite clone, uh, but I don't know that he was my favorite clone wars character. Um, gotcha. I, I, yeah, I really do love that Rex was here. Um, again, just uh, old buddy. Uh, good, good. Our, our good friend Rex is back. So, yeah, it was awesome. You know, it's like you know they for they set him up for like the episode before of like uh, you knew somebody was coming back and and you weren't really sure who. Like honestly, the thought of Rex never even crossed my mind. Like, like I thought I thought a couple episodes like when they said. We got, we know a guy, and they go to this planet. There was a moment where I was like, "Oh, they're gonna visit Rex," and then they didn't, and I was like, "Oh, this actually makes more sense." But I, I did think, "Oh, maybe that's where they'll bring him back," and then they bring him back here, and it completely surprised me. But I, I was happy. I was like, "Oh, Rex, my boy, yeah. pa- Papa missed you." <laughs> and, and we definitely like with the cloaked figure, I, and it, I think it's been. T- I don't know if they came out and said it, but like she, he was the one that was in contact with. Uh, Trace and and them uh, and we talked about that the the cloaked figure and who it might be. I I kind of was maybe thinking more Ahsoka because they had that relationship more. I'm happy with it being Rex. I am intrigued why Rex and Ahsoka are like kind of like. I mean, it seems like maybe she's off doing other missions. You had the little like communicator at the end, but um, yeah, that's who I think he was talking to when he had to meet the rendezvous. Like, I think we see Ahsoka. I don't want to say soon because here's the thing. I think if we see Ahsoka as like the big like season one finale is like, oh, look, it's Ahsoka. I feel like with Ahsoka appearing on Mandalorian and then appearing on this and then her getting her own show, I feel like we risk Ahsoka overload, which seems impossible because I love Ahsoka. But it, I could see it being that way. You know what I mean? Especially if we're giving 
uh, them criticism for taking literally the plot of Mandalorian and running with it for a show. Like literally bringing in Ahsoka is like, oh, we are we are actually just doing Mandalorian, which I'm cool with. If you want to tie this to Mandalorian, go nuts because I love the Mandalorian and I really like this show, so I'm cool with it. But like, I don't know. I don't know if bringing Ahsoka in is the move, personally. My, my read was when Rex finally said goodbye to them. I, I, I didn't get the vibes that we would even see him again, let alone Ahsoka, um, which kind of hard to believe because we're not even halfway done. Well, I guess, I guess last of this episode was uh, eight, I guess was the, the mid season finale. So that, that makes sense. But it, it, I guess we could see him again in the second half. I just felt like his goodbye was a very much a goodbye even, um, I do have a question about Rex and and all of the Bad Batch for that matter, um, but but more specifically Rex because his outfit is so reminiscent of the clone or it is I mean he's wearing the clone armor. Why I mean it's Order sixty six and we have these rogue clones running around. I don't know I, maybe they can blend because I was confused because he had his hood on like he's obviously trying to hide and 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 pretend like he's not a clone. And then he takes the hood off, and he's wearing his armor. Um, I don't. It just doesn't seem like the best way to stay undercover. Yeah. Do they not have like other armor you could wear? <laughs> like. Yeah. 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 No, I'm with you. I had the same thought, and quite frankly, I had the same thought about the Bad Batch in general. Like, I'm like, you you can go get other armor. Like uh, that exists. Like. Yeah, I think on. with Rex, my thing is like, I think he's. It, it's made kind of clear that he's already part of the resistance, or at least working to dismantle if he's going to be seen anyways he's he's probably being seen because he wants to be seen and he's going to take them out anyway so he'll need his armor it doesn't matter if he's in disguise um because he i mean he i don't think we've ever really seen him without that armor on even in the future when we see him he still has the the clone armor so i think it's yeah. just it wouldn't be Rex without the the blue yeah, armor. It would have been it would have been weird if he like took off his cloak and he was wearing like you know uh, a leather jacket and jeans and it's just like hello everyone I'm Rex and it's just we, like are you <laughs> we get we get Fonny, Fonzie Rex he's like hey! he, it's like a jukebox and the yeah, music comes yeah, on yeah yeah <laughs> it's the it's the Rex. I <laughs> uh, see. I wouldn't. That's uh, maybe that's where I differ because I wouldn't mind seeing Rex like take a step towards like being a smuggler or something and like picking yeah. up like a uh, more of a Han Solo swagger. Like, uh, dude, and I guess that's like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like being part of a cult and then you finally get out of the cult and you're still like obsessed with the cult. It's like, uh, because like, I think it's been well documented throughout the Clone Wars and this, that the clone experience isn't necessarily a healthy one. Uh, so the fact that he's like still loyal to the soil is, uh, I don't know, it's almost disingenuous but, to the character. Even. See, I think that's just like, I think Rex becoming a smuggler would not fit. Rex was a soldier through and through. That's okay. the Bad Batch. It, it makes sense that they're kind of going down the smuggler route. That that makes sense to me yeah. that they're kind of becoming the Han Solo smugglers for Sid, that's kind of what seems to be happening. And I, for Rex, that never, I, I, Rex was always going to be a soldier through it. Yeah. Yeah. Rex going into hiding and coming out only to go fight for the rebellion seems very much a Rex move. Um, while I think a smuggler Rex would have been cool. I think, I think him being in the rebellion fits a lot better. I do still think you're starting the rebellion. We saw people earlier in the series wearing like the standard, like rebellion clothes. You can't just be like, 
hey Rex, you want to like put on this like this green like outfit now? Like you know, we're at the rebellion. Maybe we're the patch. They they could <laughs> no, even do. I will wear my clown trooper, man, because you know, I'm a clown. Damn it. They could have gave him like an extra large shirt too, and he could put it over. Right. If, he, if he really wants to wear his armor, be like, "All right, dude, you can wear the armor, but just like put this over top of it." Maybe. Or just let him be full Arthur Fazerexi and just give him the leather jacket, the jeans, and the slick back grease haircut. Like I'm all for this gimmick change. Like whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Totally. And I did want to say, speaking of smugglers, I mean, we just got back upon you. Maybe Rex could go join up with Yondo. We'll get the return of everyone's favorite <laughs> favorite smuggler, the pirate. <laughs> Fireman himself. I mean, I feel like that is. I feel like he is the character that Dave Filoni thinks everybody Love. likes. Love. <laughs> he, um, he is. He is Dave's Jar Jar. Like this is the character. Yeah. It's like everyone's gonna love. We're gonna Hondo. We're gonna literally make a ride for Hondo at Disneyland because that's how much everyone loves him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll see you next month, Hondo. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. He has his own ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wouldn't know. I've never been there. Oh, yeah. well, it's a lot of fun, uh, Chad. You should come sometime. Oh, well, maybe when you know you're not too busy, you know, rubbing <laughs> elbows with bigwigs, uh, you know, and you can make time for the little people. I'll go. You know, I just have so many podcasts to do. Yeah. Uh, popular. A lot yeah. Of All right. So let's. Uh, I think we cover anything else on Rex. Uh, because, uh, I uh, thought I thought the scene where like he realizes that they don't they, they have the chips in, so he's like going for his gun, and they're like, I thought that was cool. That was all I had to really add. Yeah. Rex is just cool. Like it's so yeah. hard for like to just look at Rex and I'd be like, wow, what a cool guy. Like I want to get a beer with him. The the Rex, hey, get that beer with hey. the Rex. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and I like that he's like still kind of traumatized by the he sees himself probably as one of the strongest soldiers, probably one of the best soldiers. And even he could not break the, the, the charm of the, the uh, chips and, and almost killed one of his best friends, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, completely uh, a horrific situation. Um, I, I was glad that we got to see him in back in action a little bit. Um, uh, so yeah, the, Love Rex, and uh, I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I it, gun to my head, I would say he doesn't come back into the series again. But I would be, it would be a welcome surprise if he does. I'm so. sure he'll be back. I mean, if not by season one, he's he's definitely shown shown up in season two. But I, I think we're gonna go. Uh, I think we'll see him again in this season because I think. Well, this I think is, this is a hot take, Chad, because I don't think we've even discussed this. Do we? Do we, uh, Tommy? Do you think there's gonna be a season two of the show? Because I, I, I'm not convinced. I don't even know that we'll get a season two maybe if they go off like and become like smugglers and stuff, but then you're too close to other shows, especially like Mandalorian. Now we don't know where that's going to go because the, the Grogu problem from our, now it's going to be a whole new show, right? Because it's, they don't have to do spoilers for man, you know, but sorry guys. But, you haven't seen season two of Mandalorian yeah. and listening to this podcast. Like I'm really questioning your priorities. <laughs> thank, you, like, thank, thank you for the I'll well say fun. it. Well fun, I'll well say fun. it. Yeah. But like that show could go into like the more smuggling bounty hunter uh, side already. Then we have the uh, uh, the other show, the Boba Fett show, right? And so like, I don't know if we need another show like 
if the Bad Batch are going to go down that path. Now, if they're going to do something else, like, but it feels like that's a big group of shows that are doing kind of all the same thing. I think it's it's kind of like tough too because like we're right now we're in that like era of like all of these Disney Plus originals like just wrapping up their shows and like we know like a lot of like the Marvel shows aren't getting season twos like WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, like those were all just one and dones. But I think they went out and said, like, these are just one time. These are just to set up movies. Whereas I think Bad Batch, they haven't. So I don't know. I would like a season two if, if there's still a story to tell. If they wrap up the entire story and we, we don't need a season two, then I'm whatever. But I don't know. If there's if there's story to tell, and I, I think there's going to be, um, yeah. I wouldn't mind it. Could we no. see – this is like a huge no context uh, uh, prediction, but – could we see like the Bad Batch going almost like a Rogue One way, or the first time I ever saw it was like Halo, Halo Reach, I believe, uh, one of the Halos, where it's like the, the team basically sacrifices themselves for Omega to escape. Like Omega, no, no, you don't no, see no. that happening. You know why I don't? Because Dave Filoni's in charge. He is not killing right, his characters. You're right. you're <laughs> He's right. not doing that. Yeah, I could see like one or two of them going, but like they're not gonna. They're gonna. They're not gonna. Not gonna do that, especially. No, Especially if, like, the listen here, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw live action versions of the Bad Batch popping up in like season three of Mandalorian. I think that's more likely, personally. That'd be pretty cool. I'm down for it. Bring it yeah. on. Yeah. Old man hunt, uh, hunter and old man wrecker. They call me Granddad Wrecker. Do you think old man wrecker still has his buddy stuffed animal? I think he, I think he has to. I think yeah. he has to. I think he has yeah. to. And I think Why he also, I think he, will. I think he falls asleep randomly too when he's old man wrecker. Like I think he's like, "Don't worry, Hunter out." <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Where am I? <laughs> Archaleptic Hunter. Yeah. More like Napper. Am I right? Yeah, the Napper. <laughs> We've been pitching our young baby Avengers, and maybe for Star Wars, it's old man Star Wars. We'll go on yeah. the opposite route, and everyone will just be old people. <laughs> the old batch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, not the the senile nursing home yeah. spinoff. You know, series. somebody would say, "Well, you guys look old," and then one of them would say, "Yeah, like a fine wine." <laughs> like, like, you know, that was like I, I can already yeah. see the dialogue of that entire altercation going. We're getting really off the rails, and I'm sorry. Well, well hold so. on, because we are talking record here, and uh, I do want to go to our second highlight um, because this, like Tommy, I did. I expressed some skepticism with Record in the past. I thought he was just maybe a little. Like he was just uh, the, the class the clown, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, he's, he's he he punches stuff and he tries to make us laugh. But I felt like in these last two episodes, we really started to like flesh out the character between Wrecker and Omega more. And I thought that that was some of the strongest stuff of the two episodes and the series thus far. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I think I think it what I think it played off well. I think I was pro- proven wrong. I think it was nice to see Wrecker become one note and then. I, I think the turn to realize that, like, he really, truly does care about Omega, like, made it so much better. Yeah, he's I like, think, okay, go ahead, Tommy. He's like Uncle Wrecker. That's yeah, you know, you got yeah. Hunter as his dad, his papa, but you got uh, Wrecker over here. He's his, he's he's her uncle, uncle, and um, I love their relationship. I thought it was well done with like the popcorn, like I mentioned before. I thought that was fun. Like, I thought it really came together. I love the ending where it's like. Wrecker was shook up by it and like not for himself, but like he was shook up because of what he almost did to Omega. And I think that was a really cool bow on at least that relationship for now. And um, seeing him kind of be vulnerable and be like, see that like 
it was almost like he looked at his own pause and he was like, I can do bad things and I need to be aware of like what I potentially yeah. could do. And as far as like growth, like I think, I think he's the more, the more fleshed out than tech and echo. Like, you know, I think as far as you look at the bad patch, I think, I think he might be more fleshed out than Hunter. If I'm going to be honest with you, like, I think he's got a more of a, I relate more to record than like any of them, which is weird because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a brute tough guy, but like, yeah. I think uh, that's a really good point though, because like, Echo got stuff in the Clone Wars. I feel like they really had – they didn't know – they put him in Bad Batch, and they didn't really know how to do anything with him. You, they don't separate him from Tech. Tech at least, like, has has all the, the, the information, gives all the information, plus is like has that, like, angsty, like, oh, I'm above this Neanderthal's attitude. At least he has a characteristic. Echo doesn't really have a, a, a trait, almost. Yeah. Like, he's rough and tough, kind of, like, I guess, questioning things a lot, but – uh, the, well, the the episode where they had him like disguise himself as a droid was pretty funny though. Yeah, I was gonna say he has the best character design though. Like I think he, he yes. like, the cyborg thing going on. Uh, I, I like his look more than uh, yeah. I just wish they would deal with it more. And I do like that he's kind of Omega's. We're talking about like relationships with Omega is like, I do like his relationship with Omega, like as her teacher, almost he's the one teaching her about like, uh, the different things, even though we did see that Wrecker was teaching, uh, Omega, how to put out a bomb. Do you think that's safe? I mean, it gives a smoke bomb, so that's okay, right? We can test bombs on children as long as they're smoke bombs. My favorite thing was when she was like, Tech, can you talk to me about the war? And then he like explains like about how it was like full of like combat scenarios and like patterns. And then she's like, Yeah, but like, how was it? He's like, I just told you. Like, that, that, that made me laugh. So, yeah. The show, I really like this how like, nonchalantly funny the show is like yeah. there are there are like there's bits in it it's it's funny um you know in any modern disney thing it's going to be witty and funny and ch- kind of cheeky but yeah. i love that shit so but even inside that like it, it's funny and then it's like with omega like to me it's pretty clear that like she really wasn't tr- made to be a soldier right like like she doesn't see it like they do where it's like that is the war like explaining it and explaining the the almost like the behind the scenes of the making of the war is what they see. And I think she's a little bit more emotional and like, also like um, she's, she knows a lot. She's almost like a library in a sense. Like I, they're storing everything inside of her. And I know I don't want to trigger you, Michael, by, by mentioning libraries. Yeah, we're not going back to libraries. Uh, no, just, just, so I don't know if you know, try. I'm anti-library. Michael's uh-huh. big anti-library. I have, a buddy, I have a buddy named Todd who I don't think you'd, you'd like at all. Oh, yeah. Todd loves libraries. Todd I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Kindergarten Cop, but the bad guys in that maybe burn a library and look. Uh, <laughs> Was it you? Was not me. <laughs> It's not me. You do have it. you do have like that classic like super villain mustache. Yeah, so true, like so. it could be you. I I'm jealous. I wish I could pull off a mustache that impressive. I had to connect it Appreciate to a full ass beard. You're complimenting <laughs> one mustache and leaving the other mustache out? Yeah. That's what I am. Okay. <laughs> so I will say about my my favorite moment uh with Wrecker and Omega was right after there were uh, they kind of calm Wrecker down and they're removing the chip and he's uh, unconscious. Uh, Hunter tries to like get Omega out of the room and Omega like plants her feet. She's like, no, I'm staying with Wrecker. I thought that was very sweet. Like, yeah. uh, like even after like he just tried to kill her, she was completely understanding. And yeah, uh, yeah pure, pure. Omega. Yeah. I love yeah. their entire relationship. And then when like he comes back to, and she's like, 
well, here, have a snack. We finished the mission. Like, that actually made me, me like, tear up a little. Like, I thought that was very sweet. Yeah, yeah. and it was, like, without saying, she was, like, basically saying she forgave him. And, like, it, yeah. it, that is not who Wrecker is. And, like, Omega sees this group as her family, period. Like, she fits in with the Bad Batch. She doesn't, like, to her, she's just like them, you know? She's different. She's not like the other clones. She's a Bad Batch member. Perfect. So, uh, actually, we're kind of dancing around this this next highlight here. So, I, I want to dive into it. Highlight number three is Evil Wrecker. And uh, Chad, I feel like I feel like you might have Evil Wrecker upside here. Like, I think you came in, you came in uh, coming for Tommy. Uh, I love to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they did a really good job. It's like, especially for like a cartoon, like just seeing the shift. Like, you can see immediately when. Wrecker left and the chip took over yeah. and yeah. And he like his like entire demeanor changed and he literally just became a brute killing machine. Like uh, it's like, it, 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 it was something that they've been setting up for a while and they foreshadowed it. And uh, I'm happy. I'm happy. They got my boy back soon because I was like, Oh no record. No. Yeah. And I did like that. This was kind of like taking care of the whole chip thing in general. Just like, the fact that he had Rex and he's like, hey, like, if we go to this place, this is where it happened. But happened. And, uh, yeah, Evil Wrecker was kind of sad. And it's been now making me question hearing Michael. It, so you tell me if I just take out the chip in Chad's brain, then, like, I won't get roasted anymore? That's what it is? Good podcasters roast their hosts. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to look at his inhibitor chip for sure. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I really liked, uh, I mean, so I guess I, I there was two, I'm, I'm kind of torn on this because part of me again, like for me, like I know the bad batch can kind of drag things on a little bit. So the sooner they wrap this stuff up, the more like I'm relieved a little bit. So the fact that we kind of addressed the record thing and then got to the solution in the same episode was nice. But at the same time, I also did like, uh, evil record. I, I mean, I just, I thought it was like, because he is like the one person you wouldn't want to be like completely hypnotized. Like he is like the scariest physical specimen of the group. So I thought like it, like this, this, all of these scenes with uh record turning, it's almost like a horror movie, right? It's like getting chased down by like uh yeah. Freddie or Jason. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to see, I don't know. There's probably, like I said, I liked it getting wrapped up. There's a part of me that wanted to see kind of what Chad was saying of like, him teaming up with crosshairs and now this like evil bad batch is forming uh slowly we are, the, we are the bad batch get it because <laughs> we're the bad guys tommy it's so nice to have finally somebody that can do impressions on the podcast because <laughs> what do you uh, mean i, I could out. do so many oppressions <laughs> what are you talking about you want to do the president of the water <laughs> you like the evil record <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I will say too, what I kind of like going back a little bit to like the Omega relationship is like the, I will say as much as we said that they kept bringing it up, there were small things like Omega was the only one that was able to get him out the, the first time he started to like slowly go and say, um, you know, good soldiers follow orders. She like kind of kicked him back into regular record and she tries to do it again here, but it doesn't work this time. And I think yeah. that just shows like. No, he's actually fully gone this time, and they need and, to do something. And we we can we can like read between the lines and just assume that the rest of them got their chips all removed, right? Yeah, they show tech. I, they show tech. I'm assuming Hunter also got it. I don't think Echo needed it because I think they said like it got yeah. taken out with the. I'm, 
I really hope that somebody, I really hope that before tech like went under, he was like, all right, everyone, you see these random buttons you got to hit? Here's how you do it. Because like the entire time I kept thinking like, is he the, is he and Rex the only one that know how to work this like computer? And then Rex leaves and I'm like, who the fuck is going to make sure tech <laughs> is safe when he does it? Like, Hey, don't worry guys. Record will take all the buttons. Uh, I'll just punch them all. Big well, that's fingers, one thing they punch them like three buttons at a time. Yeah, right. It, and that's the one thing they text is literally a brain. Like that is his power, is his brain. And you're gonna let these these bad batch members operate on your brain. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. So I, I guess we'll uh, speaking of it that we'll go ahead and just rope in uh, highlight number five, which is the chip removal. And uh, again, yeah, I'm glad that we uh, is. My, I mean, I. It's been an interesting story arc thus far, but uh, it almost maybe even almost felt a bit too abrupt, even because again we've kind of been building up to all of this, and uh, uh, here's here's the conclusion right here. So, uh, I mean, I think I, what it's leading up to too. I think it, this is also it's a step, it, and I think like we say this is leading up to this. I actually think this is leading up to them using this on crosshair. I think this is them finding out a solution to crosshair and this is to show, Oh, it works. We did it on ourselves. Now we can go do it on crosshair and we don't need Rex to come and teach us how to do it again. So I guess like it leads down to like alternatives, right? So like, do they, do they, does the show end like the season one end with them removing crosshairs chip and then the whole bad batch as a units back together again? Because I don't think that's what's gonna happen, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think that at all. I'm I'll be interested to see how all that goes, um, especially with yeah. Again, we talked about this before. I don't know that Crosshair is redeemable. I mean, I know he's kind of under a spell and all, but um, yeah. could you? He see- seems very fit to be evil. Like I, I like it's hard to picture him being good again. Yeah. Could you see him like dying and then like taking the chip out or like the chip? Like, I feel like they're going to have a moment with him. Either he's going to be alive and they're going to have that moment or he's dying and they're going to have that like deathbed moment of like, I don't know. I kind of like him as a bad guy. Like, I think, you know, if they're going to have another season, keep him on for that. Like, I don't know. I, although I, I also think as far as chip removal goes, I think it is also kind of compelling that if they do remove his chip and they do have, Either either it be like halfway through the season or like next season they have one like kind of seeing him like freak out and realize like all the horrible things he did and trying to make amends with it is also kind of like a, a storyline that I could I could sink my teeth into. But I don't know. Well, this is uh, I love how this podcast is going because uh, we're just flying right into the next highlight here, which is 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 the return of Crosshair. We're going into this the second episode or the eighth episode, second episode we're discussing. Um but yeah, I, w- I was, uh, again, uh, kind of a sucker for Crosshair. Um, I will say there was one, uh, maybe it's jumping ahead in the episode a little bit, but but when Crosshair kind of suffers his injury, right, he kind of gets like a jet engine to the face, um, yeah. and then they, they wrap him up. He looks a lot like Dengar, uh, who is a bounty hunter that... He's kind of, he's seen in, uh, he's seen in the Empire Strikes Back, and uh, yeah, he's kind of got like wraps over his head, and I was like... Uh, I was like, oh my gosh, is Crosshair going to turn into Dengar? But I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, he also it felt very, you know, we talked about the patterns that Star, Star Wars does in the rhythm. It felt very Anakin after uh, episode three, and you have him, like, lose the battle against Obi-Wan, and he, he, he vows vengeance. That's how that felt, you know, at the end of this. 
we're jumping for a little bit, but like the end, like that's how it felt with Crosshair. He's like bandaged up and he's like, get me on the next ship against them. Oh, I got to find the bad batch. <laughs> not not to be confused with the batter batch. Yes, we are the batter batch. No, um, I love Crosshair as the as the bad guy of, of this of the show. I think you know. I think seeing the shift of him just being this stone cold killer, like I love that character. I like. I think he's a really dislike, really detestable bad guy, which is perfect. And he's just a badass. He's just a ruthless like killer. And uh, the engine was like, I don't know, they, him trapping them in an engine and then just starting it up and being like. And just have, having him, like, scoped on and being like, I'm going to shoot them when they come out or they'll get blasted by an engine. Like, your move, Bad Batch. Like, like that was cool. And then, like, the, like them, like, blowing up half of it so they could escape. Like, that was also cool. It was, I don't know. I just I, – I, I think as the bad guy of the show, he's very, very, very compelling. Yeah. And he knows their plans. I mean, yeah. that's what's cool, too, is, like, he knows them better than anyone and, like – I'm ready for like this was an emotional battle, but I'm ready for like the big emotional battle between him and the Bad Batch. It's, it's got it's coming, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we we have three light highlights for episode two, and I guess this one really because our our last two highlights really are basically at the end of the episode. So uh, I, I guess I just if you have anything else on this episode, because um, I, I did I. I is again kind of like uh, not wanting to drag things out uh, as much as possible. And we talked about like Crosshair was gone for way too long. I was I was so glad to have Crosshair back. And uh, yeah, we we needed a Crosshair episode. So yeah, yeah. I, and I think that was interesting. I also think it was interesting the the stuff that was happening on the the clone planet and like just seeing the the power balance between. Um, and I can't remember the name of the species, but the you know the, the clone makers and. Uh, the admiral like it's like it is interesting to see like them like dealing with like no we don't really have power here we're trying to keep as any power we have but like it's so obvious they're trying to get rid of clones and that's the other thing they have and that's another thing too like uh i can tell you in all the times i've watched star wars and thought about star wars i don't think i've ever thought about like oh the contractual disagreements between the people who made the clones and the empire like i've never had that thought and then, like, when it happens in, like, in the first episode or something, like, the prime minister's like, we're under contract. And he's like, I don't care. Like, it's like, oh, like, I, I that shouldn't be interesting. Like, I should find that very boring. But, like, the, I seeing the, pl- the power struggle between, like, the prime minister trying to, like, secretly be like, we got to get Omega back. We got to, like, purposely, like, get our, like, the Bad Batch is our chance, like, to, to prove it. Like, seeing that entire, like thing play out i don't know i think i find it it's more interesting than i think it should be yeah so i i feel like it's very uh we dropped the the show once before but i feel like it's very game of thronesy it's a lot of like plotting and scheming and, and honestly i think that's a lot of what like george lucas wanted from the prequels right i i think he was thinking like very political and very like uh different uh underground like plans and schemes and uh spies and all that good stuff so I, I do. I yeah. I like the power struggle here. I, I thought it was interesting. I want to ask um, because I, I don't know if it, I, I I don't feel like it was directly confirmed, but we were wondering who hired Phoenix Shand, and we hear them talking because I think it's safe to say that they they hired Cad Bane. Does that mean they also hired Phoenix Shand before? And they're like, oh, she she can't. Or anything. they hired Phoenix, and Cad Bane is hired by somebody else. 
Yeah, I definitely think I think they're both tired because I think right before Fennec showed up, they did the same kind of thing where they had their whisper conversation where they're like, we have to do something. And um, I think both were hired. I will say, like, they're they're dying by the end of this series. I feel pretty confident they're going to die. The entire clone base is going to be destroyed. That's my prediction. I mean, uh, I think that's fair. I mean, yeah, it, it, they're waiting the well, Empire is waiting to get rid of this place. Well, there's just no way you could ever, like... I mean, that has to be the only outcome. Because otherwise, like, what stops the Rebels from being like, hey, you want to make clones for us? You know, yeah. like, what stops what stops the Resistance in the original... Like, in the new trilogy to be like, hey, you want to help make us some clones? Like, there's... there's That has to be destroyed. There's just no way around it. So. Yeah. Well, so speaking of tying into the Mandalorian, uh, I can't remember the... Uh, the doctor's name who uh he he's with the empire and and he helps capture grogu and he's very involved in like the testing on grogu and all that one thing that they haven't dived deep into in the mandalorian but was kind of like an easter egg is that this doctor had a patch on his arm that was like a uh of the kaminoans right so he has some connection to this clone planet so i i could see where Maybe, maybe somehow he become he like I, I could see him being in this series somehow because I do think that that'd be, cool. that'd be a cool tie-in. That'd be a yeah. cool tie-in. I, I don't think it's necessary to explain that in the Mandalorian, or or maybe they will after the fact. But I think we could address the origins of that here, which I think would be cool. I think there's definitely going to be one or two Mandalorian Easter eggs in the Bad Batch. I don't know how you. I don't know how there could not be. Like right. I mean, Grogu, Grogu is literally running around right now. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, there's no way they don't do something. I don't think it's going to be anything super. Like, I don't think Mando shows up, but I also yeah. wouldn't be surprised if Mando shows up. Exactly. <laughs> like, especially with all the bounty hunters. Like, there's only so many we can cycle through before you know. We, yeah. Uh, Gotta circle back to old Din Djarin eventually. Right. 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 Or the Kron- The uh, what's his name? It starts with B. Uh, Bosk, Boba Fett, Boba yeah, Fett. Bo- no, not Boba <laughs> Fett, Boss. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Just get through all of them. I, I'm surprised, honestly, we haven't seen uh, a Jabba or a a uh, Hunt family member yet in this series. Like either just running a, a mission for them or something like that. I guess we got. I guess we got the. Yeah, we got the Jabba uh, proxy, but we didn't get the actual. Oh, 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 me so. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, I'll give you that. That was a good job, Empress. <laughs> that was something. <laughs> oh, no. Chad will have to teach me one day. That's okay. uh, so, yeah, I think I think we've covered all that. I do. I got to talk about my guy a little bit more. Talked about him at the start. Our, our next highlight, highlight number six, is the return of Cad Bane. And this just had me so excited because, again, uh, Dave Filoni, He's kind of left this story open-ended and I've been wondering how they're going to bring Cad Bane back into everything. And uh, the possibilities are endless here. Maybe, maybe he does like survive this season and then like he's the big bad of season two Uh, or he just dies. And like, we finally get like a, a a promising send off for Cad Bane, but either way, I'm just so glad he's here. Uh, I'm sad that, that it has to be at the, at the, at the, it uh it, it omega's bad fortune but uh man this guy so cool i need a hat like that <laughs> no cat is just a badass in general and 
when he showed up, I got like super excited. For, I mean, for the same reasons that you did. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, cool. I hope he doesn't die. <laughs> That's the thing. I hope they do something cool with him. Like, I hope if you're going to bring back a character like Cad Bane, I, I hope the story does him justice, you know? So I think I think he dies. I think he dies next episode when they go rescue her. Yeah, I don't know if that's <laughs> worth it then. I mean, yeah, I mean, neither. Yeah, no, I agree. I, yeah, agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I season finale. Out. He can die in the season finale. Uh, yeah. I do want to say. So uh, I've also talked about this on the show before, but uh, they've released like some unfinished episodes of Clone Wars that never got aired, and frankly, didn't even get finished because like the animation was a little shoddy, but. Um, they basically just wanted to like show people like, Hey, we had so much planned for this final season before it was even brought back on Disney plus. Um, but one of, one of the unfinished episodes was a Cad Bane episode and he actually dies and this is not Canon, but he dies at the hands of Boba Fett in this unfinished episode. So I'm curious if we will be retreading that same story again somehow. And we get back to man. If only Boba Fett was getting a TV show at some point soon. (laughs) Yeah. But that would have been cool for Boba Fett's like turn, especially in Clone Wars, because it did feel unfinished there. That makes sense that there was, I mean, but like, no, honestly though, like what's stopping them from just bringing Cad Bane to book of, to book of Boba. Uh, I think the only thing that just thinking about it might be the age. Yeah, I, I, he might be a little too old. Old man, we already old man Star Wars. We bring back old man Bane. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Whatever. If we get that voice back, a, a couple yeah. toothpicks. Uh, he I'm sits in here. a rocker. I could see him in like a rocking chair with his with his snipe with his guns, and he's just yeah. sitting there. You know. Maybe spitting into some milk jugs. I really uh, need to work on a cab band and pro- if anything, like I need that voice. Like he's like, yeah. Give me a couple weeks. I'll get back to you. <laughs> All right. Yes, we'll, we'll revisit this. Uh, um, we'll go ahead. We'll hop on to because this is kind of a natural extension of that because. Uh, Cad Bane here. We'll we'll go into highlight seven, which is Omega kidnapped, and this is uh, yeah. Again, some bad fortune here. He also shoots Hunter, which. We kind of see him alive. It's it late, a little later on, but I was like, I was actually a little worried. I, I thought Hunter might have died. That was a cool POV shot. Uh, once like where I thought that was really cool from Hunter's point of view when he was waking up. But yeah, Omega's kidnapped. Uh, I, I most likely going to the the clone planet, and I think that's where we're gonna get into the story. I was kind of saying is like the Bad Batch is gonna go there, uh, try to. Brian Omega, big fights happen. Assume they're going to have their drama with Crosshair there. We're going to have the clone parents die. That's what's going to happen. But see, like, but that's the thing. Yeah. Like, if, if this is like the mid season finale, like, there's still a lot of time to get to that point. So I, it makes me think that they don't get there. I think they find Cad Bane, they gun him down, they get her back, and, I, and it takes us seven more episodes and then we'll get that big blow off on the finale. I just, I just, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Cause like, I don't, I don't think they drag out them trying to get Omega back for eight episodes. Can they go right back? Like they probably need to get an army to go back. That's my, like, I don't think they can no. get into the planet without like planning ahead of time. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. That. The only logical thing I think that makes sense as far as the storyline goes is them spend one episode hunting down Cad Bane, getting Omega back. And then going somewhere else to, and then meeting up with, uh, oh man, I'm forgetting his name. Saw. 
meeting up with that. meeting up with Jar Jar. Jar Jar is going to give them all the. That's how we yeah. get Jar Jar back into the series. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, totally. Meeting back up with uh, the rebels they met in the very beginning of the show, and that's the, the first strike from the rebellion. Is just the Bad Batch and the rebels attacking where the clones are. I, and that's, I do see them maybe join the rebels. We've gotten too many times of like people, characters telling them like, you got to pick a side at some point. Cause they're just like, no, we're just, we don't want to fight a war. We just, we're, we're just uh, thinking about our pack. That's all we need to think about is our group. And uh, I can see that being there. Like lesson at the end is like, no, maybe we need to stick think, up for our cause. I think that's the theme of like star Wars in general though. Right. Is like, yeah. I mean, eventually, yes, you do have to pick a side. Like every single person in star Wars picks a side. It's the good, it's the light side. Is the dark side like you have to pick one like that's just how it is unless you're the one dude from the really shitty uh second movie from the last jedi he didn't pick a side he went where the money went <laughs> he's the only exception yes uh but yeah so i i think we get we get a lot a lot to look forward to here uh however they do it i, I think this was a great first half season I, I didn't even again i didn't even really realize that that's what we were up upon here until i basically said it but um but yeah a, a, anything else on this episode guys no i think they were two solid episodes i'm excited to see where they go from here because I, I think it is kind of open right now like obviously they need to go mega back but after that there's still a lot of episodes to go yeah no uh easily the best two that we've seen so far i'm very happy that i was picked to t- talk about this now in hindsight like uh you know it's not it's not season it's not episode two of loki by any means but like you know it's uh it's it, i'm excited i'm happy we talked about this it, it see good. i knew i found the right guy I just knew that Chad needed to be on Bad Batch. That was my my feeling all along. You can't. As soon as someone mentions the word Bad Batch, Chad comes to mind. The Chad, <laughs> the, the Chad Batch, you know. Yeah, that's what they call it. Yeah, that's what we are. We're the Chad Batch. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like it. I'm down for it. Yeah, that's the new name of the podcast. It's the Chad Batch. <laughs> 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 We're firing Tommy, and then what? We well, didn't say that. Whoa, <laughs> no, whoa. no, that's the three like of that. us still. That's the three of us still. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. it's I'm first billing. Uh, Michael really Michael. ready. He was like, "All right, I'm jumping." Yeah, ship. Michael was like, "All right, hell yeah, goodbye, Tommy." Yeah, yeah. Come on. yeah. <laughs> no, I could never. I could never. Um, but yeah, do do we want to do some uh, recommendations here? Uh, I think we could. Can we muster it up, Tommy? I know we did. We we've, we're recording back to episodes. This is like the most that that uh, that uh, Star Wars has ever recorded. Two days in a row. We're on fire, Tommy. What did uh, you, you guys record last uh, yesterday? Loki. Oh, that must have been fun. It was a lot <laughs> of fun. That must have been interesting. I might ask for an encore presentation of Chad here, though. I mean, <laughs> this was this was a really fun. Well, podcast. let me check my schedule. You yeah. know, <laughs> in between all my many podcasts. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Chad, I'll give you I'll give you the floor here. Is oh, there man. anything you want to recommend to the audience? Oh man, I mean, I went and saw Quiet Place Part Two last night. That was a really good movie. Really, really, really good. Um, so go see that. Uh, in the Heights was also really good. Go see that. Uh, if you feel safe, you know, don't do anything you don't feel safe doing. But, you know, if if, you, if you're vaccinated and you feel like, hey, let's go, go to the theater. It's great. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, I mean, I, I'm watching SpongeBob for the podcast. That's forgot how much I love SpongeBob. 
Um, I'm terrified of the hellscape that is the new Rugrats. Uh, they they, <laughs> they look horrifying. Um, and so uh, scary. Yeah, and quite frankly, the fact that they didn't get the same voice actors for the appearance also uh, very much bothers me. Um, but, you know, whatever. Uh, man, I think that might be it as far as recommendations. I don't really do a lot. Uh, I listen to podcasts and watch movies. Yeah, I'm going to double down on the Quiet Place part too. Tommy, have you seen it? Uh, I'm going to see it tomorrow. Uh, oh, yeah. how convenient. Tomorrow in, you're going to no, see in, it. In 4D. I'm going to see oh. it in the big seats, and then when you get scared, the seat moves. And you we know. were talking about this at work today. We were talking about like zombie apocalypses, and I said, honestly, I would take a zombie apocalypse hands down over the aliens from A Quiet Place coming and attacking. Oh, like, yeah. I would, I would much rather – I'll handle it like – what kind of zombie is it like walking dead zombies or world war z zombie? it doesn't matter what zombie you'll is. take I, any of them i'll take anything as long as i can walk outside and go ah zombie and not just get mauled like that's so it's a talking thing for you it's like you it don't, is you of want course. to be able to talk i mean yeah. we podcast like we have to speak i'm a like i just i do stand up tommy i have to use my voice it's tough for me man i literally would like i would just walk outside and be like Fuck this. And then I would die immediately because they'd hear me and I'd get like mauled and eaten. And then you'd be like, well, Chad lasted 20 seconds into this entire barrage of aliens. Like, <laughs> That's a good point. It would be. I, there's no way. I would die the, uh, the first two hours of the attack. If I made it two hours, I'd be stunned. Tommy, Tom, Tommy, he's bringing up uh, zombies here. You you know where this is going, right? For me. Do, are you going to bring it up for like the third time in a in- Oh, Chad, I'm just going to tell you to watch Black Summer on Netflix. That's it. Uh, it's great. it's great. You watch it. Yeah, it's great. Yes, yeah, so good. Thank um, you, finally. I've I was going to say with Quiet Place 2, fun fact, parts of it was shot in my hometown. Oh, oh, oh big league zombie. <laughs> oh, you do, you do have like a connection to this. Quiet place too. It took place in my backyard. I I walked outside and I saw the entire cast and I said, "Oh, hello. Oh, I can't wait to hello. Oh, you were great in the office, Jim. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, you want to come use my my? You want to go borrow the milk in my fridge? Oh, please come on in. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, Tommy, I see. Yeah, that's what I can't believe. Were you there, Chad? I didn't. Know no, I wasn't there because I wasn't invited. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I have a recommendation. All right, yeah, that. I'm gonna go with. Uh, it's actually in my list of my favorite movies, and I think it's because it's it's a Tim Burton movie, but it didn't feel like a Tim ah, Burton movie. I like Nice. Yeah, you got it. No, uh, Big Fish. I think if anyone hasn't seen Big Fish, speaking of Star Wars, uh, Ian McGregor is in it. Uh, the you know, yeah, uh, Obi Wan himself. And I love Big Fish. It's just a really good movie about storytelling and about telling stories and, and family. And if you haven't seen it, it's really good. I'm still sounds, wondering. It sounds fishy to me. <laughs> it's a little fishy. There is a fish involved, Chad. I would hope so. I would hope so. Yeah. I, I, I'm sitting here. I still, I, I've been trying to come up because I, I basically recommended two things last time. The two things that I was watching. Um, I'm going to recommend. I don't even know. I, I feel like I, I'm just gonna recommend. Uh, recommend. Uh, you can Solitude. save your recommendation. I'm gonna recommend Solitude for the week. Uh, can I? If, can I recommend some podcasts? Yes, please. Okay. 
Yeah. You, you'll uh, take my recommendation. My recommendation is whatever Chad's about to say. Oh, okay. Well, Sponge Podcast Pants is great. Uh, no, um, definitely uh, Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. That's a great podcast that my friend hosts. Um, uh, we'll check that out. Um, any any of the Potion Recaps podcasts, check those out. Um, they're all great. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. That's one of the funniest things I've ever listened to, and I listen to it every week. Check that out. Um, uh, off Book, the Improvised Musical Podcast. Hilarious. Check that out. And that's pretty much just – oh, and the Comedy Bang Bang Podcast. Listen to that too. That's pretty much just the docket of everything I listen to weekly. So, Chad, we have such similar tastes. Those are I know. my list too. I know. Well, and then and then anything from RHAP also. Like, check them out too. But that goes without saying. Okay, I lied. I have a recommendation. All right, hit me with it. Uh, do you guys know the H3 Podcast? Of course. Okay, yeah. that's That's been like the past six months. I've really – it's slowly becoming like my favorite podcast ever. And I'll tell you, so they're very much like uh, they, they look at like viral, viral trends and they talk about like YouTubers and stuff. It's, it's very like internet focused. And I was always skeptical when they like started talking about it. Cause they sometimes get into like YouTuber drama and it's like, it seems well, I mean, like look who's hosting it. Like they are exactly. a YouTube drama. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you, and it's almost like, uh, it's almost like watching like a really like, uh, a really cheesy reality show and that like it's a like i didn't want to get roped into like youtuber drama but i am now and, and it's very fascinating but they're also yeah. very funny at the same time ethan klein's yeah. awesome Ela klein's great she has a great clothing line teddy fresh i have some of that stuff so i um, i get the same i get that same like youtube drama fix whenever i listen to anything from philip defranco like whenever yeah, i yeah. listen to anything he does he like will trash like logan paul or david dobrik and i'm just <laughs> like ah yes Hit me with that YouTube drama. I need to know. Yeah, I I didn't know who David Dobrik was until like a couple months ago, but yeah, now I want to see him burned at a stake. So yeah, not 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 <laughs> not great. Not great. Yeah, uh, maybe have him fight Floyd Mayweather next. I don't know. Yes. That's the thing YouTubers are doing now is just fighting boxers. Yes. I guess I don't know. All right, so Chad, I, I'll give you a moment. Like, uh, I know you kind of, you talked about your podcast. You can double down on that. But also, oh, if you want to yeah, tell I mean, people where to find you on Twitter and anywhere, <laughs> anything else you're doing. Yeah, find me at Twitter at ChattingTatum1. That's my Twitter handle. I think it's the most badass Twitter handle I've ever yeah, thought of. Yeah. Um, just underscore chat underscore is my Instagram. Check that out. Those are really the only things you need to find me on. And really only Twitter. Uh and uh yeah that's you can find me uh i do a few shows a week for podcasting that's great sponge pods like the main one that's the one i have the most joy doing so check well, that out it's anywhere podcasts are available yeah this is a lot of fun chad uh, i'm gonna have to check that podcast i feel like it again. flew by like this is like the quickest hour of my life yeah this is uh... time flies when you're with friends chad that's what yeah. i'm told yeah me and michael really had a... <laughs> time flew by today which is I literally was like, I literally was like, this episode was like twenty minutes. This is gonna be short. And I look at the little corner, and I'm like, holy shit, it's it's an hour. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We we we've done a good job. Yeah. So uh, yeah. and, and and thank you both for having me, Tommy. Yes. Thank you for finally setting this up. You know, took you long enough to you know bump me and get your priorities straight. You know, it really squeeze me in. You know, thank God. You know, the little you know, people like me could make time for the big ju- juggernauts and entertainment like Tommy. You know, Michael was going to say no, but I said, no, no, trust me on this one. We need to get Chad on. <laughs> He's trying to turn it back on me. I don't no. think Michael would have ever said that. 
Oh yeah, he's like, I don't know this Chad guy. Throw him out. Throw him. We don't yeah. need him. And I said, all my friends have turned on me, so it's uh, I, I had to get to the well of something new here. So, well, you're coming yeah. to the right place. Yeah, it was like uh, it was like the Daily Bugle, and he was like, all right, I need a new hot story. And I'm like, well, we have Chad. Chad, he we, he hasn't been on before, and he's like, all right, good, I'll we'll take him. take him. We'll take him. <laughs> But I want to see pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I need photos of Chad. I need photos of Chad. The Batter Batch. <laughs> All right, so I got to give a couple thank yous here at the end of the show. Of course, Aaron Robertson, who does our music. Ethan Kellum, who does our logo. Awesome dudes. I also want to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes. Give us some five-star reviews. I said uh, on the last podcast, if you wanted to tell me your opinion on libraries, I will... You can do a five star review. Tell us your opinion on libraries, and I'll read it on the show. Uh, I think that's a I think that's a worthy statement to to address. Um, but yeah, other than that, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Star Wars Pod. And uh, that's all we got for you guys. So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. May the force be with you. I feel like that's something you guys should say for podcast coverage. <laughs>